Praise the Lord, everyone. You can go ahead and be seated. Well, he didn't tell you the rest of the story. Singers, you can go ahead and have a seat for a minute. You guys want to stand? We're going to sing again, but i got to fill you in on the rest of the story. See, Paul Harvey coming in here now. Yeah, I, I did say I thank the Lord for my barber. And uh, the Lord kind of humbled me on the backside of that during this corona situation. As you all know, during the corona shutdown, you couldn't go get a haircut. And uh, my hair was Samson-like. <laughs> it felt like it anyway. It was driving me crazy. And uh, finally one day I had enough. And uh, we walked, I walked in the house and we got some dog trimmers for our dogs. And I fished those things out and I set them on the counter. My wife comes home, she sees them on the counter, she looks at me, she's like, I said, do something. And so she, she cut my hair, did a good job. I, think I felt better, I felt a lot better. But that was the time when we were having the uh, Mother's Day service and I was leading that service. And I come walking in and uh, told pastor, I says, now, if you see me out there chasing cars, <laughs> don't think anything about it. He looks at me kind of weird. What do you mean? And I said, well, and I told him the story. My wife cut my hair with dog clippers. <laughs> and pastor looks at me and he goes, nice poodle cut. Uh, so be careful what you say. <laughs> oh, ain't God good. Ain't it good to laugh? I said, ain't good to laugh. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you, you're on the winning side. I said, you're on the winning side. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I was standing back there tonight. The service was going on and, and uh, got to thinking about the times when you know who comes by and tells you that God won't answer your prayer. And that, that's happened to me a lot of times. I draw upon that time when Jesus went to deliver the man from the Gadarenes. And he had a legion of devils. And the legions prayed a prayer. They asked him said, suffer us not to go into the, but let us go into those pigs. He said, all right, go get in those pigs. So whenever old Slewfoot comes around and tells me, hey, he ain't listening, he ain't going to answer your prayer, I say, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. If he answered that prayer for you, yeah. old Slewfoot, I'm his child. He going to answer my prayer. Oh, yes, he is. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, there ain't nothing like serving him. I said there ain't nothing like serving him. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Let's all stand here tonight. 
Thank you, Jesus. You ready, bro? I hear those joy bells. Joy bells. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. I said, I hear those joy bells. Joy bells. Mm, joy bells keep ringing in my soul. I hear those joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Somebody help me. Joy bells, joy bells, joy bells keep bringing in my soul. I hear those joy bells keep bringing in my soul. Joy bells keep bringing in my soul. I hear those joy bells, joy bells, joy bells keep bringing in my soul. I hear those joy bells. Keep ringing in my soul. Yes, I do. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. I hear those joy bells. Joy bells. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Well, now, joy bells keep ringing. Now, joy bells keep ringing. 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 Hey. Joy bells keep ringing. Hey. Joy bells keep ringing. Oh, joy, joy bells keep ringing. Yeah, that's it. Joy bells keep ringing. Sing, church. Joy bells keep ringing. Oh, yeah. Joy bells keep ringing. 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 Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. I hear those joy bells keep ringing in my soul. Joy bells keep ringing in my soul. I hear those joy bells. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hey, hey, the joy of the Lord in my strength tonight, eh? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor. 
Look them in the eye if you can see them that far away. Say, I'm happy. Turn somebody else. It helps if you put a smile on your face. Say, I'm happy. fixing to go into a memorial weekend. Man, did we hear from God this morning? I went home, crawled under the covers and said, why me, Lord? <laughs> Brother Johnson looked at me and says, you preaching tonight? And I says, supposed to. <laughs> Falling behind that. Whew. And when he, when he said something about dismiss, I was heading out the door. <laughs> I was taking advantage of that. Oh, but thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. I don't say that lightly. Thank you. Thank you for bringing the word to us, not only like today, but in times when we were home. And every those podcast, I keep talking about those podcasts. Thank you. You didn't have to do that, but you did. Thank you, Sister Riggin. Thank you for all your hard work. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Supporting Pastor, and you met us up here and did some things with us, sewing masks, putting in cards, and Sunday school, and my word, thank you. And you saints, thank you. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for praying for me and my family. We need it. We need it. My wife needs it. I said, my wife needs it. I said, my wife needs it. Because she has to live with me. Every, now, everybody in the church now got a burden for my wife. Hallelujah. The church, I didn't come here tonight with any expounding, deep revelation stuff. I just want to share something with you that the Lord spoke to me about. If you would turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4, we'll read verses 4 1 through 3. Good to see Mima. It's good to have the Goff family back in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good to see them. It's good to see each and every one of you all here tonight. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. I want to bring my text or my thought tonight from verse 3, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. My title tonight is just endeavoring is spelled W-O-R-K. W-O-R-K. Let's all pray. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for all that you've done here in this house here tonight, dear God. Thank you for your presence. Asking for your anointing, Lord. Help me. Help me to be a blessing to these people. 
to your people, God, to your congregation. Help us, God, I pray, that you would unite us together in the, you, in the work for you, God, I pray. Help us tonight, Jesus. We give you the praise tonight in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. Endeavoring is spelled W-O-R-K. Verse 3 says, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Give you a little background on just how I got here with this subject matter tonight. I began to think about the progress that the church had made. The things I can see in the church and the excitement that's starting to grow within the church and the, and the vision that, that the church is grabbing a hold to and, and seeing it moving forward. I, I was at home and I was just, I was just chewing on that, Pastor, and, and I just kept on thinking about that. And I sat down and I opened up my Bible and it fell to this verse. And I read verse 3, it said, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit... In the bond of peace. And I felt like. I'm just. I'm not going to be long tonight. But I felt like the Holy Ghost spoke to me. And said. Be careful. You're going to have to endeavor. To keep the unity of the spirit. You're going to have to endeavor. To keep the unity. You're going to have to endeavor. To keep the unity of the spirit you see a lot of walls a lot of barriers that i'm just i'm just speaking from my heart here tonight but a lot of a lot of things seem to have fallen by the wayside that we used to deal with in personal relations within the church that word endeavoring in the greek says to use speed, that is to make effort, be prompt or earnest, to give diligence or to be diligent. That use speed, that is, and implies that we are to act quickly. Don't procrastinate. We're to act quickly to make effort. Webster's definition of effort says conscious exertion of power, a serious attempt, something produced by exertion or trying. Effective force as distinguished from the possible resistance called into action by such force. The total work done to achieve a particular end. Bottom line, endeavoring is work. It's work. But it's what we have to do ourselves. In and of ourselves. The unity of the Spirit is is talking about us as a church collectively. Pastor, you alluded to it before you turned it over to me tonight about we're the body of Christ. And I'm going to bring that scripture up here in a minute. But it talks, what it is, is each one of us have been brought to this place for a purpose. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's not mistake that you're here tonight. You didn't just wander in off the street and decide, well, I guess this is where I want to be. But the Holy Ghost has brought you here with your personality and your talents to this church for such a time as this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we'll read verses 12 through 27. It's kind of a long read, but I I felt like I really needed to read all of it. Verse Corinthians 
12 and 12 says, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink unto one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Is the whole body where the eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were the hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. And if it were all one member, where were the body? If we are all the same, where would the body be? You have talents I don't have. But your talents are as important as the talents that I have. We all fulfilling a purpose. And he's reading that here. He's letting us, having a correlation to help us to understand and help us to, to realize just how important our unity in the spirit is. Verse 19, and if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are there many members yet but one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again to the head, to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more these members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable upon these, we bestow more abundant honor, and our comely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacketh, lacked. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it. If one member be honored, all members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. You see, church, we're members of a body. This church is a body. Some of us here are a foot. Some of us are an ear. Some of us an eye. Some of us a toe. Some of us a finger. Some of us a leg. Some of us an arm. But we need all of us together for this body to move forward. The Bible there let us to know in there that there be no schism in the body. There be no division in the body. When there's division in the body, the body can't function until that division is taken care of. When you go in for surgery, do they just cut you open, remove what they need to remove and leave you open and say, good luck, here, here. head on out the door? No, they sew you up. They take care of it. They make effort. They work at healing you. And the same thing goes in the body. There's going to be times when there's going to be some coronaviruses, if you will, in the spirit come in and try to infiltrate and come in here and cause a schism in the body. And it's how we deal with it that's going to make the difference. I'm telling you, church, I'm telling you, we're at a crucial time right now as a church. God is setting the stage. 
He brought each and every... He has brought each and every one of you for a purpose. I'm talking to the young people too. I'm talking to you guys. You're just as important as any one of us. God's got something for you too. You've got talents he's going to develop and use. We're just coming through uncharted territory. And we've wondered where we'd ever be able to have church again. We question, is it safe to go to the store? Do I wear a mask or not? Is my family safe? Will we have Sunday school again? All those thoughts have come to each one of our minds and, and many other things. Can I pay my bills? Am I going to go back to work? You might have family members. They may have the virus. I don't know. But all I'm here to tell you is all of those things have come against us through this time. But we've come to the other side of it, Pastor. And we're starting to see things open back up. And as it opens back up, when we started coming back to church, I could feel the difference in the atmosphere in the church. Some things, some, some things that some attitudes, if you will. I know in myself that I had let grow in me. I don't care about no more. I just want to have church with you. I just want to have revival with you. It don't matter. It don't matter what, what happened in the past. I, it don't matter. I just want to have revival with you, brother. I just want to come in here and have church with you. I want to see people come in that can't even walk. Get filled with the Holy Ghost and begin to walk the aisle. Oh, yes, I do. And not that I could sit back and go, oh, look what Truth Church did. No. Look what he did. And we can rejoice together. Together. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, mercy. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore, Seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that's set before us. You know we're all running this race. Hello. I said we're all running this race. Yes, we are. And the writer here in Hebrews, he's admonishing us. He's saying it's not, it's not if you're going to gather weights. It's when you gather weights. How you deal with those weights. You're to lay them aside. Old grudges. Personality conflicts. Have all been laid aside. And the church is ready to run the race. That weight there in the Greek. The definition is a mass. As bending or bulging by its load. Did you get that? It's a mass that whoever has it or whatever has it.
spins and and under its load it's like oh my word i can't hardly move this thing's so heavy and church i i know there were times in myself where i walked through those doors i had some mass on my back i had some weights that i was carrying some things I was dealing with. But as time has gone on and we've gone through this time, church, I believe we collectively have all laid aside some weights. We've laid them aside saying it don't matter. It don't matter no more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I've come tonight to let you to know be careful. Be careful. Endeavor to keep the unity of the endeavor. Work to keep the unity of the spirit. When offenses come, be quick, just like it said in the definition, to get it taken care of. Be quick. Because I'm telling you, that I'm going I'm to aggravate you. Ask my wife. I'm going to make a mistake. And you're going to get mad at me. How are you going to deal with that? And how am I going to deal with it when you make me mad? When you offend me, how am I going to deal with it? Am I going to be quick to go to you and say, Hey, you said you, said you don't like ice cream. Is that, really, is that what you really meant? You're going to be quick to go to that person and say, hey, brother, you said something the other night. I just, I just need clarification here. It kind of, kind of hit me the wrong way. but And get it taken care of with that person. That, per, that person. It's how you deal with it. It's work. It's not going to be easy. You're not going to wake up and go, boy, I can't wait to go see brother so-and-so. <laughs> Yeah, I can't, I can't hardly look at him, but I was going to talk to him tonight. I can't wait to see him tonight. i got to tell him he offended me. It's work. It's awkward. And you know who knows that? Your adversary. And you know what he likes to do? He likes to perch himself on your shoulder and say, uh, you don't really need to go to him and say anything. Just, it's okay but it's not okay because that offense is still there and it's going to grow. It's going to become a mass. And before you know it, you're going to try to get someone else to be on your side. And you're going to go to them and you're going to say, you know what, Brother Nelson, ba 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 ba. And then they're going to go, you know, I, 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 I seen him do such and such yeah. too. And pretty soon you guys are just Lockstep together. Brother Nelson, I wish you wasn't part of the body. If there's a schism, where? If you're not here, who, who's going to be the ear? If I sit back with my blessed assurance and hope that you... You leave church 
Who's going to take your place? Shame on me. Shame on me. It's how I deal with it. I'm going to tell you something straight up right now. Just honest, honest, honest. You're going to have to pray through some things. You're going to have to pray through some things. You're going to have to get on your knees and ask God to help you. And it may not get, you may not get relief that minute. You're going to have to keep praying and praying until God gives you the relief from that. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15, a portion there, it says, The little foxes spoil the vines. It's not the big things. No, 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 no. The enemy's too smart for that. He'll just plant little stuff once in a while, just get a, just a little hard feeling here, and a little misunderstanding there. We as human beings, why do we go and look at people's face and think we can determine what they're thinking? I mean, I can't do it with my wife. I can't look at her and say, you think she would really like some flowers today? No. It's communication. 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 Talking with one another. Spending time with one another. Iron sharpeneth iron. And if you avoid someone because you are offended at someone, there's that schism in the body. And all of a sudden the progress of the church starts going... Endeavoring to keep the unity. Endeavoring to keep the unity. Use speed. Make effort. Be prompt or earnest. Be diligent. You see, too often we like to get our eyes on the problem and not on the purpose. We like to get our eyes fixed on those things that bring us down instead of the thing that can bring us up. Hebrews 12 and 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We'll read Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3 again. It says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Verse 2 gives us a very important information in how we should do our walk. It says, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. I'm telling you, church, pride will kill unity. Pride will kill unity. Romans 12 and 9 says, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly and affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honoring, preferring one another. Hallelujah. I want to read the different translation for that. It brings it this way. It says, don't pretend to love others. Really love them. Ouch. Don't pretend to love others. Really love them. What a concept. 
hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what's good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Hallelujah. Just because my brother's promoted doesn't mean that I can't be happy for him. Oh, I should have got that. No, your day will come. Honor those. Rejoice with those that rejoice. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Church, I'm telling you, we got to work ahead of us. I said we got to work ahead of us. And God is setting the stage. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I began to think about the Lord as he called his 12 disciples to follow him and the type of men that he called. And Matthew was a tax collector. And I brought up a little information about a tax collector that helped me to better understand just what type of person that Matthew might have been. Now, mind you, this is the person that Jesus asked to follow him, okay? So if you think everybody that followed Jesus was... You know, had their act together and they didn't have any problems and everybody was kumbaya. I'm here to tell you it wasn't that way at all, okay? It says, as a class, the tax collectors were hated by their fellow Jews. They represented the foreign domination of Rome. They would pry into other people's business. That they often overcharged people and pocketed the surplus is almost certain. In the rabbinical writings, they are classified with robbers. In the synoptic gospels, they are bracketed with sinners. This shows the common attitude of the Jewish people toward them. They were renegades who sold their services to the foreign oppressor to make money at the expense of their own countrymen. So here's Matthew. He gets called into the mix. You got some fishermen that are already been following Jesus and they're just talking with one another. They got a common thing going on. They got their own little clique if you will. You know, uh, we know we know lures and we know fish and we know boats and hey, 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 brother, brother. Then all of a sudden, Jesus stops and turns around and says, hey, Matthew, follow me. I would love to look on the faces of those other disciples and they're like, who do you say? Matthew. The tax collector? That thief? You want him? Church, what do you think they had to deal with amongst themselves? You think maybe they had some hard feelings? You think maybe Matthew may have gotten to them a couple of times when they tried to pay their taxes? When they went in to pay theirs? They thought they owed $100, and Matthew says, no, you owe $200 because Matthew decided he wanted to pocket 100 And here we are as a church tonight. We can't let that attitude become a part of this church. We have to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit. We've got to endeavor, we've got to work, we've got to pray. 
We've got to be quick. We've got to be fast in dealing with those things that arise. They're going to arise, but you've got to be quick to deal with them. You've got to be honest about it. Hallelujah. The musicians can come. I'm about done. John chapter 13, verses 31 through 35. It says, Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. Now, this here, this here was at the Last Supper. Okay? Matthew was here, the tax collector. Verse 32 says, if God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I'm with you. You shall seek me as I said unto the Jews, whether I go you cannot come. So now I say it to you. Verse 34, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. This was the command. He's fixing to be taken away and crucified. He's fixing to be taken away from his disciples. And he's sitting at the Last Supper and he's talking to his disciples and he's telling them about, you know, in a little while I'm not going to be with you. And then he stops the whole thing and he says, A new commandment I give unto you. I want you to hear this above all else that I've said. I want this to be in your mind. Because there's going to come a time when you guys aren't going to get along. But you need to hear this commandment that I'm giving you. That you love one another. As I have loved you. Verse 35 says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have loved one toward another. Bear with me a minute. I just want to read this commentary. It, it brings it all together here. About the new commandment. It says this command he gave them as he was about to leave them. To be a badge of discipleship by which they might be known as his friends and followers. And by which they might be distinguished from all others. It's called new not because there was no command before which was required people to love their fellow man. For one greater precept of the law was that they should love their neighbor as themselves. But it was new because it had never before been made that by which any class of people had been known or distinguished. The Jew was known by his external rights, by his uniqueness of dress, etc. The philosopher by some other mark of distinction. The military man by another. In none of these cases had love for each other been the distinguishing and special badge by which they were known. But in the case of Christians, they were not to be known by distinctions of wealth or learning or fame. They were not to aspire to earthly honors. They were not to adopt any special dress, of, dress or badge, but they were to be distinguished by tender and constant attachment to each other. This was to surmount all distinction of country, Rank, office, or sect. 
Here they were to feel that they were on a level that they had common wants and were redeemed by the same sacred blood and were going to the same heaven. They were to befriend each other in trials, be careful of each other's feelings and reputation, deny themselves to promote each other's welfare. Let's all stand. Church, you're awesome. I'm going to say it again. You're awesome. I'm telling you, I ain't here just trying to sell you Amway. I'm telling you, God's got something for us to do. And he's fixing to do something big here in Olathe. Right here in True Church. But just as he said here, they were to befriend each other in trials. Even the tax collector, Elder. Be careful of each other's feelings. If you know your brother don't like something, don't do it when you're around him. If you know your sister don't like something, don't. Well, uh, I'm not being mean. Just chill out. Just take, you know, take a deep breath. It'll be all right. You don't have to do that. If it brings them aggravation, don't do it. But I like this. They're careful of each other's reputation. Mm. I don't want there to be a doubt in your mind that I'm for you. I said, I don't want there to be a doubt in your mind that I'm for you. We're going to have some struggles, brother. But at the end of the day, I got your six. I got your back. Sister, I got your back. Brother, I got your back. Church, I'm praying for you. I'm going to make mistakes. I'll tell you that right. Fences are going to come. But I'm here to tell you, I'm for you. It's how we deal with it, church. It's going to make the difference. I'd like for us all to come up to the front here tonight. I know, I know, coronavirus, six feet apart. Whatever you got to do, make six feet happen. But I'm telling you, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Let coronavirus be coronavirus. See it up front here. God has brought each one of us together for a purpose. Each having their unique talent and abilities. And he has done that so that his church, his body could impact this community. Church, he's brought us to this place for such a time as this. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Begin to play, brother. One last scripture. Daniel eleven thirty two. the last portion of that scripture says, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. 
I'm looking in the faces of some people. You're going to do some exploits. Brother Goff, you and your family, you're going to do exploits. I can see people in your house at your dining room table getting a Bible study and tears begin to well down their eyes and they say, I want this Holy Ghost you're talking about. Brother Johnson, I can see you going to neighborhoods, tying balloons and little babies coming out of the house wanting a balloon and you begin to talk to them about Jesus and they begin to say, Mama, come listen to what this man said. We need to go where he's going. We need what he has. Backsliders coming in the door and coming to an altar and praying back through to the Holy Ghost. Talking about exploits, Sister Anna. God's got a work for you to do right there, CBS girl. Yes, He does. Don't discount where you're at, sis. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's all lift our hands here tonight. And let's begin to talk to Him. You know, you know, you know the talent that God has given you. And don't let the adversary discount it. You tell God, God, I'm joining together in this body here in Olathe. I'm joining together with my brothers and my sisters. God, and I want you to do exploits through us. Oh, yes, yes, yes.